0: We have come to a special time. Did you know that? This is that night. This is thing? I don't know why. Is it? What did? You can hear it now? Good. Can't hear it up here. It's weird. OK. So Jesus arrives on this night, or we celebrate that, so that's that's the reason we're gathering here, but what we're going to talk about is the unexpected Messiah, the aspect of this strange happening that was planned by God himself long before this world was made, and he has Timed it so perfectly that on that night, all of these things came together to bring about the most remarkable birth ever. It is the creator, the God of heaven, who has made all of the universe, all the galaxies, everything you see on this planet. And he is going to be born into a human form. He's going to be man and God. And he's not going to lose any of his qualities, nothing of his abilities. Nothing, all of it is him. And he arrives on this night to uh, surprise a number of people. So that's that's where we're going to pick this up. God promised them that he would come in Genesis 3.15. So when you go right to the front of the book, you find out he's coming. That's that's the good news. He's, he's headed this direction. Then... As as we watch things unfold through, uh, as you read through the Old Testament, and you come across these different aspects of the character of God, what he can do in terms of uh, reaching out to people, all of those things are happening to reveal that he, he cares, and that he has a plan, that this thing is coming about. He does not give clear information, as, like just a, a schedule, he doesn't line it up so that you can just have a, a a bunch of check marks and organize it on an Excel sheet. There's nothing about this that's going to fit that way because he wanted it to be a surprise, a really good one, but it's a surprise. So in Luke chapter 2, it has this. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And you're familiar with the story, so you know I've I'm just starting with that part where the shepherds have gathered together. They are the shepherds around Bethlehem. The Bethlehem shepherds were particular. They were the ones raising the sheep for the sacrifices at the temple. And I could bring them from other places. The Levites would would make sure that they were okay. But these are significant. They are special. They cannot have a blemish. These have to be perfect animals when they come in to be sacrificed. So that's... These shepherds are up. They're up all night. They're going to make sure everything is precise. That's what they're doing. They're just doing it because this is where you go or this is what you do to make sure that these sheep are ready to go to the temple to be sacrificed people. Sins depend on on God's accepting these perfect sacrifices, so they're, they're doing their job. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. So it's not every night you run into an angel. And so just when you read this, just pause. Just, just take a minute, take a breath, and go, okay, that's, that's not normal, everyday situation. You don't see these things just every day in Oklahoma. You just don't. So here's an angel shows up at this particular place, with these people who represent the sacrificial system of the temple, and they're outside of uh, outside of Bethlehem, it's not far from Jerusalem, but outside of Bethlehem, and they are meeting with a being, a divine being from outside of planet Earth. Today, there would be all kinds of stories, Area 51, the government would be all trying to shut this down. I mean there's just all kinds of things that happen as a result of strange happenings. And the whole idea is those things don't happen. Even people who believe the Bible go, "Nah, no, those things don't happen." Well, it happened. It happened on this night. It happened to the shepherds. The shepherds are taken aback by this. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, "Don't be afraid." I bring you good news that will bring you great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those whom God is with whom God is pleased. Here are the angels. They bring a good, good report. There's more than one. They've all gathered together. They're throwing themselves out the, because this news is so significant. The God of heaven created a place where people could be. That was the idea. So the people are here. God wants them to be part of his family. So he's invited them to become part of what he's doing to connect with him. And that's why the angels are so excited. When he was creating, they were singing. They were excited. Now they're singing uh, praises to God. They're excited about the the Lord. They know him from heaven. They've known him since the time they were created. So from their creation till now, they've been hanging out with Jesus. This isn't like a new thing for them. What they know is there's going to be more added to the family because there's going to be an earthly family added to the heavenly family, and it's all going to come together, and they are excited. So that's what happened. They are... Uh, the, the Shepherds are a little nervous because this is unusual, and they are taken back by the glory of God, which you know, is going to be some bright light, and it's going to... Uh, But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. So the one who's going to come, the Messiah, this unexpected Messiah, will come and change things. He's going to enter into the world, and he is going to deal with, with the political structure, ultimately, someday. He's going to deal with uh, the, the lives of people in terms of uh, their sin. So we have a Savior, uh, the God who has now become a human being, born in this stable, which is the place where these lambs were born, who were to be sacrificed for the sins of others they hadn't done anything and what's jesus going to do he's going to be sacrificed though he's perfect for the sins of others the setup is amazing it's perfectly set it is at the right time in history it's the alignment of governments it's the alignment of the prophecies the things spoken of in the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, all leading up to this particular time. And at that time, God sends his son to change all of this, all of the relationships and all the things, connections with uh, human beings. So people were God's idea, and he wanted a family, and he wanted people from earth to be in that family. So he's trying to gather people together. And that didn't work out. People didn't like it. They decided that the evil beings, the other divine beings, were wiser, more trustworthy, better source of life than God himself. So they went their own way. And they chose to do it themselves on top of that. And they said, you know, we've really got this together. If you trust God... You'd have to change your lifestyle. And here's God trying to make friends and trying to give people a better life. And their response to that is, no, no. What you offer offer to us is, it seems confining and dark. And we don't think we want any part of it. So we'll just go our way. That led to a problem. Separation from God. God said, if you want to go that direction, then you're going to be far away from me because of that decision and because they didn't want to be near. They don't want to be part of his family. So people wind up being uh, sent out of paradise, out of the Garden of Eden. They were separated from God. They wound up uh, killing each other. So people are hurting, hurting inside. People are hurting one another. You see it all around you. Personally, you see it in families, you see it in the community, you see it on the news every day. It's still going on. And people think that God just doesn't offer anything good enough. So they're still waiting. And here's this Messiah who came in, born in a barn, in a nowhere place as far as the world was concerned, backwards. And and yet that was the tipping point where God said, I can bring this family together. People can come to know what I plan, the good stuff that I plan, the, the the way of living that brings hope, that heals, that will give direction and purpose, and he wants to bring that all together, and he wants it to all come together in Jesus. it It's a remarkable story. So, you know, fitting with that particular story. I used to raise Chester White hogs, which I'm sure fits right in with this, because the Jews will not raise hogs. But that's not that's not the point. So I had two sows, particular, uh, at this time, and they were both to be, they, they were going to have litters about the same time. And the idea is you have these, Litters in March because you have to show them come September. And so you have to get everything ready in time just so. And so anyway, got the barn all ready. It's all nice and warm, fresh straw. Got the heat lamps and all the things. It's cold. Have you been here for one of those March wintry storms? We get sometimes more snow then than we do now. And it happened to be one of those kind of times. So I've got two of them. One of them finds the barn situation and that being in, in their little pen and and being at, well, they had quite a bit of room to roam. All of it was just perfect. That sow would just come up. It was one of those that liked to cuddle and they'll rub their their heads, isn't it? They? they get bigger. It's awkward. They like to rub on you and they get friendly. So you just go, okay, rub their ears and hope for the best but they this one just was okay with that bring me food keep me warm get the straw take you know here come the babies I know it's and everything's it was great and for whatever reason like I guess humans they they like to do it in the middle of the night so that's you know I'm I'm staying up out there you know you still got to go to school the next day I don't know what the deal is with that but stay up all night you take care of the you know here's the whole birthing process I get through that. One, they were just wonderful. Full litter and, and no problems. The other one, however, didn't like any part of this. Didn't like the barn. Didn't like being in the pen. Didn't like... Uh, just, just found a way to get out all the time. Busting through. Pushing against it. Everything that was offered that was good, that sow thought was horrible. And... Our farm backed up to, it's in the hills down by Maisie, backed up to the Corps of Engineer land around Fort Gibson. So there's thousands of acres to roam. And our fence is right there on the, yeah, we had uh, thousands of acres, snowing hard. Did I mention these are Chester Whites? It's a white hog in a snowstorm more of a blizzard at that point, in the middle of the night. And I have to go find this thing. So, you know, I'm out there with a the flashlight. And they, they weren't as good then, if you remember. That nice little yellowish light, and you're hoping the D battery holds up while you do all that. And I searched and searched and all over the place. And finally, I heard the grunting, and I, and I tracked down the I found her. She's wallowed this hole in the snow, made this mud now and the, the snow's still coming, winds blowing, <laughs> pigs are being born, and she is rolling on them and killing them. And we were able to get a couple of them out, and and then take them. By then, my my dad had found me too, so he you know comes along and we go back to the house and we take those. One of one of those dies. We have the other one inside, trying to warm it up, doing everything we can. We did get that one to, to make it. But here's the crazy sow who just thought, you know, life is miserable in that place. It's miserable being treated well. It's miserable being treated like a friend or a part of the family. It is miserable. So I'm going to push. I'm going to shove. I'm going to do it my way. I want to be in the blizzard. And I'm going to kill my own babies. So how many... Human beings, do you know, have chosen to push against everything God has done, all that he has offered, and said, that is horrible. The thing that really would be good if I went out there. That's where freedom is. That's real living is out there among them. Listening to the dark spirits, listening to the rebels of humanity, A culture that turns against God. Everybody pushing and killing their own babies. And they go, huh. Where in all of that is wisdom or love or an interest in truth or just wanting a better life? And yet God sent his son to make it possible for us to live something so much Better. He's offered us something that goes far beyond anything we offered in that barn. I don't know if you remember the Charlotte's Web story, but there's a, there's a spider who likes to write messages in her web for Wilbur the pig. There's a pig theme you probably picked up. So, and it's a great story. Wilbur, the pig, asked, why did you do this for me? I don't deserve it. I've never done anything for you. Charlotte replied, you've been my friend. That in itself is a tremendous thing. God is looking for people to be friends, or better yet, family. He's looking for a way to bring people together, to bring them in. He sent his son to do just that, to sacrifice him on behalf of others to say, you don't have to push and try to get away from all this. I want to take care of you. I want to wrap my arms around you. I want you to have a better life. And he's offering all that to us, even though we've not done a thing to deserve it. He just does. Being a friend is a tremendous thing. Zephaniah 3.17 says, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness, with his love. He will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. In the Narnia series C.S. Lewis, had written the Chronicles of Narnia. There's a um, creation scene there where Aslan, the the lion, is the playing the god god part of this. And when he begins to sing, when he talks about creation, he begins to sing, and and all of the Narnia becomes alive. So the grass comes into existence as he does it. The trees are born, and these trees. Can talk. I mean, he's just, he's just bringing all these different creatures, animals. It's just all of it's coming together. And when God was creating, the angels were watching. Those angels that showed up and were rejoicing at Jesus' birth were there. And we were told in, jo- in Job, the book of Job, as the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy, That was as the creation is is unfolding, as God is setting the earth on its course, all of those things are happening, and the angels are there just cheering because they know it's not about the planet. It's about the people that are going to be on the planet. We're going to be part of the family, and they are singing, and they're still singing. We're told that if any sinner turns, just comes back to the Lord. There's rejoicing. There's a party. They're singing in heaven still going on. He wants his family. God so loved the world, you and me, that he sent his only son. So it's our time to rejoice, to appreciate him. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven praising God, saying glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And that's how we got here. Let's rejoice. We're going to take a moment and light some candles. Let me pray for us, though, before we do that. Father, thank you for allowing us to have some time to uh, reflect on you and what you have done. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for, uh, even though we have proven that we haven't done much to deserve it, you wanted a family, and you have treated us as friends, and we thank you for that. Jesus has come, the light of the world. Amen. If you would, take out a candle. And uh, it is, as David explained earlier, this Christ candle in the center represents the light of Christ. And so that light is the light that we share because God cared and sent his Son. So I'll come by and you can light your candle off this and share it with your neighbor. Go down the row. Isn't there a song?
1: and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever.
0: If you would, please stand. Raise your candle. And say, Jesus is Lord at his birth. Jesus Jesus is Lord Lord at his birth. birth. Amen. Amen. Thank you. There you go. Well, our service is uh, complete, but there is a extra thing here the fellowship that goes with this so there's some food you get to hang out you can talk about Jesus and uh, we will uh, you know enjoy this time together the food is down this direction there's two lines you can go either way and there's some ribs going to be back there some all kinds of dips and finger foods so go enjoy